Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, July 3rd, 2020, the day before the 4th of July. When in years past we as a people have celebrated our nation's founding, my office is closed today in honor of Independence Day, but I maintain my lonely vigil high atop the streets of my city. I will be talking about the movement to defund the police in many of our progressive Democrat cities and some of the consequences that are developing from that movement for the Castle family. Everything is just fine as we struggle on against the effects of the virus, the family daughter still stuck but safe thousands of miles away. In honor of the fourth, I will make this a little shorter today, but I need to say a few words about big city police forces and what is happening to them as they go out each day to face the most violent and most relentless people among us. My observation after more than 40 years of working within the legal system in my city of Memphis, Tennessee, as well as other cities around the country, is that the authority figures, from judges to mayors, want and need the support of the police forces in their city. They always have, at least until now, given the police the benefit of the doubt, the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Change that perspective. City leaders in Democrat cities across the country, perhaps caught up in the moment, began to speak out against the police. People were and are upset, not with the individual officers, but with the police in general, calls to defund them. In many places, calls for disbanding them and others became the order of the day. Police morale plummeted. The officers began to fill the city and the people. They risked their lives to protect, turning their backs on them. Many officers across the country felt like they were being held responsible for what four officers in Minneapolis had done since the whole movement started in Minneapolis. Let's look at that city first. After the George Floyd killing, the city council voted nine to nothing to completely abolish the city's police department. The vote will require a referendum on the ballot for popular vote in November, but such a vote must have been devastating for police morale. The council quickly voted to fund a private security force for themselves, however, at a cost of $4,500 per day each. They deliver the chaos to others through their grandstanding, but sure don't want to be subject to it themselves. The officers repeatedly expressed the view that they had been abandoned by the city and by its people. Those veteran officers eligible for early retirement went ahead and retired. Many others just resigned. The president of the police union offered to resign, but the officers convinced him not to, the executive director of the Minnesota Police Association said, quote, leadership really needs to turn and look in the mirror at the state level, at the city level. Nobody's doing that right now, end quote. The result was that the murder rate in Minneapolis skyrocketed virtually overnight. With police not answering calls, or at least very few calls, the people of Minnesota Minneapolis, Minnesota, apparently decided to amuse themselves by killing each other. Out in Seattle, the summer of love turned into the summer of murder, rape, and robbery. Much to the chagrin of Mayor Jenny Durkin, she finally ordered the police force to dismantle the foreign country established in the middle of her city. She makes the mess, 
and her much maligned police force are ordered to clean it up in New York City. Mayor de Blasio always has his ear to the ground, listening for the rumbles of warnings of evolving progressive agenda items. He came under pressure to defund the police, and on his own authority, the New York City police are now absent. About $1 billion in funding, the immediate result was that more than 100 people were shot in New York City last week. How many of them died? Well, it's hard to know for sure. Looks like about 15, 12 more people were shot last Tuesday night, which is the last day I could find any numbers. Many officers helped the city to defund themselves by resigning. Hundreds took early retirement from the New York Police Department in Atlanta. We find the same story with a slightly different twist. You're probably all familiar with the police shooting outside in Atlanta Wendy's. That officer was charged with murder. Before the investigation was even complete, Atlanta has a black mayor, black police chief. 60% of the Atlanta police force is black. These officers were adamant that the city leadership and people no longer had their back, so they just stopped answering calls. The only calls being responded to were calls where an officer was in trouble or needed help. In other words, they responded to defend their own, but not the population. The result of the refusal to answer calls was that from 6 p.m. Friday the 26th until midnight Sunday, just one weekend, two days, folks, 17 people were killed on the streets of Atlanta. In Los Angeles, police morale is reportedly at an all-time low, especially among the rank and file on patrol. According to Breitbart News, they feel abandoned by the mayor, by all three of the city council members, as well as the business owners and residents of the city mayor. Eric Garcetti announced at the height of the riots in June he was cutting $150 million from the police budget. Officers are resigning, taking early retirement when it is available, and as a result, violent crime is increasing. There is no proactive police work to prevent crime now, only efforts to clean up the mess it leaves behind. Recruiting is down, resignations are up, so the police are helping the city to defund them. The Hollywood set may get what they want eventually, then we'll see how they like it. I forgot, though, they're insulated from the chaos they inflicted on others because of the gates, the walls, most importantly, the armed guards they live behind. St. Louis, Missouri appears to be another out-of-control conflict zone. A few nights ago, a group of people went downtown in St. Louis to the St. Louis Cathedral, which has a statue of Louis IX, for which the city was named, to pray for the city and the cathedral they were assaulted by an angry mob, which was apparently angry because these people were white. The police were called six different times, no response. Young black people can be seen shooting at each other, shooting at other young black people. During the daytime protest, the focus of the governing authorities in St. Louis seems to be directed toward a white couple standing outside their home with guns during the protest rather than toward the violence infecting their city as usual, folks. I say the best for last, and the best goes hands down to the great Democrat city of Chicago. The police in Chicago stood down a long time after many attempts to police the South Side were rebuffed. In, in June, 557 people were shot and 91 people were killed on the streets of Chicago. 91 people, folks. 
dead in one 30-day month. It's too incredible to comprehend the south side of Chicago is literally an out-of-control war zone. The mayor says there's nothing she can do but let her streets run red with blood. In conclusion, Democrat mayors and city councils have been responsible for the deaths of many black people since all this started. Refusal to allow city police forces to work proactively and actively conveys responsibility for those deaths to the city government. There are always ways to curtail crime and save lives, but it requires the cooperation of leadership and the will of the people. People must decide if they want to reduce crime and have a safer, more pleasant place to live or not. Would they rather appease the mob and the preening Hollywood types and the wealthy athletes then protect their residents. Remember that those who advise defunding the police are usually not those in the path of violent criminals. Changes in police training, training in how to de-escalate without deadly force, I would be very much in favor of. The method of proactive policing that would immediately save lives cannot be done because it disproportionately affects black people. It's clear violation of the Fourth Amendment prohibition against unreasonable searches. That method is called stop and frisk, which has been proven to reduce violent crime, but for the reasons I've mentioned, can't be done. I suppose it's better to just let them kill each other than it is to make the difficult, non-progressive decisions to stop it. Finally, folks, stop and frisk would probably save hundreds of lives each year but to really affect crime long-term would take an effort. Over a couple of generations, at least, we as a people would have to stop incentivizing the breakup and destruction of the human family. Have a great Fourth of July, folks. Stay safe out there. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.